Expo. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, dude? I'm good, man. Good. How you doing? Good, man. Excited to be back. Uh, yeah, we always act like we haven't been here before. Like, I see you every day. I know. Podcast days are always good days. The business stuff is awesome, man. We try to keep up with the pace with um with the podcast to the best of our ability. Um, I know a lot of people put on put goals of, you know, once a week or twice a week or three times a week or some, you know, people are, hey, don't say anything unless you got something to say. I know Andy Fursell was big on that for a long time on his other podcast. Um, we're kind of in the middle. You yeah. know, like, hey, let's schedule some things and make sure we commit to some time. But don't force it, per mm-hmm. se, if you don't got anything to say. But also don't let it go too long just for the sake of going long because, yes, we have other stuff going on. Yeah, it's fun, man. I know our yeah. listeners like hearing from us and <clears throat> hearing I like that they to. like hearing from us. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> When we get some people that, like reach out, like, oh, fucking finally. I'm just like, oh, I man, I didn't know, like, it was that important. Like, super, <laughs> you know, super cool. And, and um, no, we appreciate it. It's also helpful to, man, these platforms are just helpful for me because I'm a very vocal guy if, if people haven't figured that out. But I also process thought verbally. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense, mm-hmm. right? Like we'll have topics here and they're kind of open-ended, but I'll be transitioning thoughts and, and articulating certain things, which help me come to my conclusion versus like writing it out or thinking it, you know, per mm-hmm. se, or, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm just a very verbal guy. So I'm, I, my mind isn't always made up when I'm talking. And a lot of times when I'm, even when I'm talking to you, the things that I'm saying that are objective, it's like, I'm, I'm, you're like a sounding board. Like I'm saying it to you. But it bounces off, and I'm actually saying it to me. Like yes, I'm, you I'm can hear it. Very objective yeah. toward myself, and and I think you have to lean on your strengths sometimes. If you're if you want to journal things out, I kind of think journals are overrated. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I said it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you first and foremost? Yeah, yeah. But for me, like I like to articulate it. Yeah. Then I'll whatever's super important from that. Like then I'll write it, and then I'll like think on it in the shower, mm-hmm. kind of marinate on it. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of those. I need to. I just need to pick one. And oh do one. man, do too much marijuana, Eli, or too much work. That's what no. we're talking about today. But we're going to correlate this to like professional and personal life. So it might not be quite what you think, or maybe part of it is. But do the work. Take care of the work, and the work will take care of you. I think that's something that's super important. That's something that we focus on. Um, a couple of cool accolades. Let's just let's just say them. We're super proud of them. But I'm I'm not saying this to impress you. Maybe a little bit. I'm saying it to impress upon the point of what we're speaking about, though. Um, you know, being on the Drew Barrymore show, super cool, right? Mm-hmm. And then getting reached out by that company, that Emmy, Emmy award-winning company that's got a, a show idea. We just had a Zoom call with them last week. We're doing another one this week. They've got a show idea that they want to do on on Discovery Channel or HGTV or Netflix. They've got a couple uh, networks that they work with um, that they think are fitting for and they want to do it. And, hey, that's super exciting. But we can't sit here and act like that was our goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, when people chase, let me give you this. Let me give you some content. Like when people chase fads, you know, everyone's like chasing iPhone. Oh, we're better than the iPhone. Sure. Oh, they have this. We have that. And iPhone's just like trying to take care of the consumer. Yeah. Or like when people try to like copy what we do. Oh, they'll do this. So we'll do this. Oh, they use that title. We'll use that title. And they're trying to cop with, you know, copycat what we're doing and react to what we're doing. But we're just trying to take care of the consumer. It's very reminiscent of that because we didn't set out to to be on the Drew Barrymore show. We didn't set out to get our own Netflix channel. Like people would make jokes here and there because of our YouTube and like, yeah, that's funny. But like we didn't set out and have this goal written down. Well, like three years from now, we're right. on cable TV. Fuck my mouth. Are you out of your mind? I've gotten better <laughs> with my mouth though. But it was all direct to consumer. It was all with trying to be innovative and being the best version of ourselves possible to be direct to, to bring information to the consumer. So 
full disclosure, right? Like the YouTube channel that's that's blowing up, that's getting up getting us a lot of a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and that's our living in Denver real estate focused YouTube channel. Fucking hell. You yeah. didn't, see this is why you don't have to think in the shower. You're just <laughs> off the cuff. Right, right, right. Because I let you talk so little when you get a second, you gotta be you're like a you're get like a pinch hitter in baseball, bro. You only hit every once in a while. But when you go up to bat and your sole purpose is to get paid to get a hit. There we go. We got one. You better get a fucking yeah, hit. Yeah, we got one. Um no man, like we did that because COVID had just started becoming a thing. Yeah. Right. And it was like, hey, how do how can we get like super innovative and different and creative and like still get content to a lot of consumers, even though we can't see them and, and meet with them in person or, you know, because at first we were thinking about doing like some cool events, some buyer events. We had done some buyer events, bringing people in, do some hot wings, do we some beer right in the middle of all that. Yeah. yeah. And then like, hey, no, that's no longer available. So, well, we still want to get content out there. So it was 100 percent based in the work. Take, right. Was 100 percent based in being the best version of ourselves to deliver a good product to the consumer and educate the consumer. And then we were taking care of the work mm-hmm. every single day. And we're going to start going to three videos a week, but right now we're at two videos a week and it was finding the proper titles and what, pe- what are people searching and how can we figure out what they're searching and how can we figure out how to make titles to, to be popular for what people were searching and create content that people were already looking for. Not what we thought was entertaining or what we thought was valuable, but what people would want to listen to knowing that, hey, if they decide to call, text, or email, then we'll do buyer pre-sales and listing pre-sales and other stuff down the road. But at first, you just got to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And if you want their attention, you've got to go to what, like, what are they looking for, you know? And so that was super important. But it was all based around, okay, what does that work look like? And then reverse engineering, how to make intros and outros. Mm-hmm. When are we going to schedule filming? How do we prioritize that? What does that timeline look like in order to get two videos, uh, you know, done per week? And we never, never faltered from mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. there's other people right now that are in our network that are doing some channels. And, hey, awesome, man. I'm so stoked for them. Just got off the phone with one of them. You know, it's like, hey, when, when did it start popping off for you guys? And, like, I've had mine for, like, five months. Cool. Walk me through that five months. Mm-hmm. Tell me your five months. And we talk about and this is no, And this is no hit on the person I'm talking about. It's just context. Context. So we start walking through the five months, and it was, like, inconsistent. I, I took a hiatus for three months. Mm-hmm. So really there's only two months, mm-hmm. but then you were only doing one a week and then sometimes maybe two, but then no, like, and it was like, Hey, that's not five months. Like, Oh, okay. But you're doing two videos a week right now. Your clock starts right now. Cause yeah. Hey, we started having success five months in, but we were from the gate, all the equipment quality, mm-hmm. what we wanted to talk about titles. And then we started doing two videos a week every single week from week one and we still do it. Now yeah, we're adding no a third. What. The opportunities that are starting to pop up, it's like we we're taking care of the work mm-hmm. day in and day out to create a good product. That work is now taking care of us because this Drew Barrymore thing opportunity that popped up. Hey, that was super cool. Well that's how they found us. And this is just the beginning, man. And we didn't even think that we want right. Yeah, and, then, year, and then this other half into this thing. This other channel. Mm-hmm. Or this other having our own show. Yeah. Yeah. How baller is that, right? That's I'm super excited for that. And but we didn't set out to do that. No. The work that we took care of every single day, day in and day out, is now taking care of us by mm-hmm. presenting opportunities. You know, we'll stay on the business side, but mm-hmm. I want to go to the personal side mm-hmm. a little bit as well, because I think it needs to be heard. But and I'm gonna let you speak a mm-hmm. little bit as well as far as like the work that we put into this. But we didn't just full disclosure, I'm sure people know this. We didn't set out to be on a television show. We didn't set out like, oh, hey, we're going to do this, and that'll and that'll turn into this, which turns into our own show. Not, No. It was literally consumer-based, bringing the best education and eyes on and communication we could during a time that, like, 
you had to you had to go remote. And how mm-hmm. could we be entertaining and go remote knowing people were going to be consuming things via computer and phone because everyone's, you know, this is like super early on COVID, man. Like this is just prior to like the lockdown and man, it was just being innovative, but it, it all stemmed from the intent of wanting to take care of the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to note here too, for people listening, man, is that whatever we do, and this is where like you and I on, on paper for businessman, like a lot of the stuff we do doesn't make sense on paper. Right. But we're very clearly like a one plus one equals a thousand sure. situation, you and I. Um, but we never really go into stuff looking for this direct ROI. You know, mm-hmm. the ROI that we were looking for on YouTube was like, when we first started, man, we'd get like 12 views. And a lot of people might look at those 12 views as like, ah, fuck 12 views. You and I have a real good, I think just mindset about, Hey, imagine 12 people sitting in a room. That's a decent group of people you're talking of course about. It was. And then after that 24 views and it's but like, you come from a, you come from a background of like bodybuilding and, and personal dude. training. Like where you don't get abs overnight. Nope. You don't get abs. And, and for if, a long time. if you're going to the gym, Mm-hmm. With your goal to get abs, yeah, good fucking luck. Good luck, right? And like <laughs> I come luck. from, I come from, you know, just like the military background of just how much time and effort you can really put into something before you should even expect anything, and any result. But it's it's all about, man. Two things. I wrote about this on Instagram today. Processing information mm-hmm. and making decisions, right? Like we had, uh, it got introduced to a couple of different to a couple of dudes that teamed up that are similar to us that were doing the YouTube prior to us, right? We didn't invent this thing. But we had a lot of success on social media with video and doing some cool stuff. And that was like that next chapter. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, YouTube's a different beast. It's a level up. That's major league. So you, we and I had, you and I had already trained the consistency aspect, oh, yeah. you know, from our Facebook lives. You and I had already mm-hmm. trained the And we were already professional we together doing on deals. camera. Yeah. I, I, I put us up against anybody in the country oh, yeah, at navigating a deal mm-hmm. and managing people's emotions and structuring them properly mm-hmm. and, and closing, right? Against anybody. So we were already professionals, what we were doing. I think the integrity behind when you want to build a brand, man, you got to be really good at what you do and have and have a lot of confidence in that. Or branding yourself, you don't even believe in you. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody else? That's going to come out on camera. That's going to come out in your marketing. It's going to come out in your back end when people actually do reach out, how well you're prepared to take care of them or not. And like that's what people don't see is when people reach out, how much systems and process we have in play to make sure that that is successful and getting mm-hmm. deals done. And we're the second hottest market in the country behind San Diego. Yet we're cr- we're closing that many deals. Yeah. It speaks it speaks volume to be, to the professional side, but again, man, like we saw some guys that were doing it like we we figured like we could do it our, you know, hey, we could put our own twist on this, but the fundamentals were there. They had the framework mm-hmm. for it. And, but it was that consistency and the it's you know like the whole like um practice makes perfect. No, it's perfect practice makes perfect and 100%. It were th- it was the decisions that we were making and it was what we were doing with our titles, it was what we were doing on camera and how we navigate and decide what goes on on camera and just making the right decisions through it to create a good product and being yeah. innovative, right? Yeah. That led to a lot of things. And, and it's that classic phrase of like, you know, man, and I have never lived through one of these. This YouTube channel is the first one that I've actually like lived through, I think. The whole like where, where opportunity mm-hmm. meets preparation yeah. is exactly what you and I just having the experience that we had put ourselves through on camera. And then with the opportunity that some situations that arose out of COVID happened, yeah, man. it was like, man, it, it just all lined up. And man, those two things wouldn't happen if you and I hadn't been able to have the quick decision of like this quick little pivot. Hey, people are probably getting pissed about where they live. People are obviously spending more time online. Mm-hmm. Hey, what if we showed them what it was like to live in Denver? Yeah. I mean, 
especially with all the access now with like social media and the internet and different things, like everybody's so quick to like be an entrepreneur or build a brand and brand awareness and like these shortcuts, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and they're like, and they're just, they're negating like the hard skills, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the managing people's emotions, structuring contracts appropriately, navigating negotiations during the contract Mm -hmm. inspections and resolutions and, there's so much that goes into the success of what we do that's there. In addition to, you know, it's like Tom Brady, like the dude markets himself so well, but he also plays football really mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. good. Not saying that I'm Tom Brady. I'm just using that as a correlation here is like, hey, the guy markets himself extremely well and his brand is growing extremely well. Plays the fucking game so good. Michael Jordan one of the biggest recognizable brands on the planet, branded himself extremely well. But both of those guys I just mentioned, their brands go nowhere without the proficiency of their craft. Well, they put in more work than anybody. Period. You know, more work than anybody. But it's like the proficiency of your craft is the engine behind your brand. So if you're branding yourself, but you have no fucking clue what you're doing, it's problematic. Mm -hmm. Well, what I love, man, is like for all these like greats like that, that, that you mentioned, correct me if I'm wrong, you obviously know sports way more than I do, but not one of these guys has the reputation of being like, oh, yeah, he just kind of shows up on game day and he just crushes. No. Like, no, like, yes, they're the best, but they're also putting in the most hours, the most practice, like just the the 10,000 hours. They're professionals. Yeah, they, yeah, great, great word you for know, it. And, man, I, I wonder, like, if as much as people idolize athletics, you know, or celebrities, which is I'm, I'm against it, whatever drives you, or whatever you 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 know you idolize or whatever your escapism is like cool I'm I'm mm. so okay with it I just wonder like how like man just I, Tom Brady impressive or who, whoever you like cool have you ever stopped and paused and like made him like your alter ego like hey mm. why can't like like we uh, we idolize athletes and or or like Johnny Depp right the dude is so Captain Jack Sparrow he can't get out of the goddamn role <laughs> yeah. right fucking hell man. But we idolize when, like, actors and actresses, like, have to dive so deep. Like, homeboy from uh, that motorcycle show, Jax. He played in the, um, we don't want, I know. You and I work. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a motorcycle gang show. Yeah, What's it called? Lord, uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Jax, man, right? Drive the me dude crazy. literally was like, hey, man, I'm not doing that guy again. That character took me to a dark place. And, like, yeah. I'm, I got count. I'm speculating counseling for it right yeah and i was like man like it's cool when like you hear about actors having to go so deep to embrace a character and that's just a lot or like athletes like man the film time the prep time the Mm -hmm. diet Mm -hmm. the team like why don't you see yourself the same way as a professional like if you're in real estate if you're in lending if you're whatever your your craft is have you ever just saw yourself through the lens of a professional Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then what what is that commitment and dedication and, and preparation look like for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do. Yep. Yep. You know, like, you know, and man, talk about, talk about some idols. Like this is one thing that like, I really respected about you. And, you know, from the first couple of weeks that we met each other, like I saw this, this part of you and it was like, man, people idolize, you know, the Grant Cardones, the Steve Jobs and the Gary V's and all this stuff for like what they are. But it's like, man, you ever been in a sales meeting with Grant Cardone? Fuck. I bet it's not fucking pretty sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever been in a sales meeting with Andy Frisella? Bet it's not fucking fun sometimes. However, Seen it's like- Seen a couple of those. When, Seen one when, of those. When people have a hard boss or a hard coach or, man, even just someone asking, like, 
questions, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like they shut down, they don't like it, and they can't take and it. And then and they that think guy's it's confrontational, asshole. or they yep. think that someone's questioning them, which is like, yeah, just not like that, though. So mm-hmm. they get very defensive. Well, that's what I loved about you, man, because it's like I always respected that side of the guys. And, like, for whatever reason, like, mm-hmm. studying people, like, you know, trying to become, like, quote-unquote successful and, and learn about all these people. And what I always, like, kind of admired about these guys was – Hey, Steve Jobs wasn't afraid to be an asshole, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, hey, when it comes down to the result, man, it's hard to argue. Yeah, you know? and I think it's just about just being you. You know, like I heard from, uh-huh. I heard from, great point, I heard from a good friend before. You've said it as well. You've helped me articulate it. But there's, we, we, you and I have a, have a good friend, and he's, he's mentioned it to me before and about like, hey, man, just being you is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what that meant. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, maybe that sounds pedestrian, I didn't really under, quite understand that. Like, what do you mean, like, like just being me is enough? And I've been thinking about it since the first time I heard him say that. I don't know, a year and a half ago, two mm-hmm. years ago? Mm-hmm. I'm just starting to figure that out. I've always been like, oh, yeah, but being, being me is just coming in and providing an enormous amount of value at and just taking on tasks and just helping my friends however I could, even, un- even to the point where it's unsolicited. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and like, that's me because that's, but it's like, no, no, just, but just being. Just your being, yeah. Just being Uh you, just Mm -hmm. you being in the environment, just you providing the laugh. And I think the phrase is honestly like, just your being is enough. Yeah, and I just, I didn't really understand that, you know what I mean? But like, and it doesn't mean that like I don't try to be a value add anymore and I'm just walking around saying hi to everybody thinking that like, oh, that's enough. Like, I don't mean it like that. But man, there's just there's just some there's just some layers behind that, mm-hmm. you know, and like it also means like, hey, if you in that moment, like, see how I had to pause, like it just takes mm-hmm. me, like I'm just processing it. But in regards to Andy Frisella, Grant Cardone's, whether guys are nice or mean, or I'm sure Steve Jobs had nice moments in uh-huh. addition to his angry moments. But the, I think the point I'm trying to get at is like, they're just them. Yeah. So if them is being an asshole for a minute because they got to get a point across and things aren't going how it should and we're going to crack whip. And how do I crack whip? Well, I, I get assertive and I do this. I don't mean I as a me. Personally, I just mean if I'm speaking for them. They're going to articulate their emotions and, and different phases of their careers or their profession differently. Mm-hmm. Some guys are assholes. Some guys take extreme ownership and blame everything on themselves. You know, um, you know, like a Jocko, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, extreme ownership. Like, they literally, like cool, you just suck at life, my fault, right? Well, there's there's psychology to that because, mm-hmm. you know, ha- having people taking taking the blame for you, knowing like you fucked up, but then that guy's taking the blame for you because he didn't train you well enough. It hurts. Knowing yeah. he did train you well enough, yeah. you just didn't uh, you just didn't put your max effort, but he'll still take the blame. You feel like shit. Yeah. And you want to get better. There's psychology to yep. extreme ownership, and this isn't an extreme ownership podcast, but you're picking up what I'm putting yep. down, right? Like, it's just that they're climbing the same mountain as leaders. They just got a different path, and there's a different way to psychologically move around that. Mm-hmm. And like Jocko in jujitsu, like that's a very jujitsu thing to do. Yeah, well, and you just, think he's going over here, and then oh fuck, he's over here. Yeah, and like the guy, <laughs> like the guy, like eating your shit. You yeah. know, like knowing you made the pile of shit. Like, uh-huh. yeah, man, there's stuff to that, right? So cool. And then other guys just calling it and expecting it or whatever. Like you've got that, but I think. You know, like when I when I mentioned this this thought of like just being you, it's like it's not only whether you're being a value add and and wanting to unsolicit or or just 
overly do it. It's not so much just that. It's just like in general of like, man, if you're mad, you're mad. And manage your emotions and articulate well. And don't just let yourself fly off the fucking handle and be weird. But just be you. And like if something bothers you, man, then then handle it. And if it, and if you're in a great mood, handle it. Like, But these guys you're talking about, they are unapologetically them mm-hmm. while they still seek improvement. That's, Grant, yeah. I don't know about Grant because he, that dude just loves to celebrate and he's him. I do see some things and Andy, some other guys where like they're unapologetically themselves while at the same time not afraid to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's the fucking balance. You can't be so unapologetically yourself that like you're never wrong and everything you do is gold because, oh, I just, I just, it's, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? It doesn't have to be that. You can still be unapologetically yourself and own it and do your thing while still being okay to be wrong and make mm-hmm. corrections and grow and evolve at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, right? yeah, that's when it gets, I'm glad he brought that up because that's, turns like to toxicity real fast, you know? And that's one of the things too, that I don't know if a lot of people can't like, don't think, but it's like, man, that's so obvious when someone is in that state, it's so freaking obvious that the state that they're in. Well, yeah. And like, dude, I, I pride myself on leadership, but Mm -hmm. that can be a, that can be a, a problem. You know, like you and I have had discussions before where I've brought that up. Like, Hey man, I've been doing this a long time. Like, this is just how I feel. And like, yep. But there could be some other things in there that just ah could have been done better. And if you mm-hmm. if you keep having this default, I've been doing this for so long. If you catch yourself saying that, red flag. <clears throat> oh boy, right? Because then you got to think. We got people in our in our business that tell, oh hey, well just to let you know, I've been in real estate for twenty eight years. I'm you know hey hey man, do you have twenty eight years of experience or do you have one year of experience? You've done twenty eight times. Yeah, don't get me fucking started. But yeah. you got to turn that on yourself. And I've caught myself saying that to you before when we're just having polite conversations about productivity and teamwork and all mm-hmm. sides of like just fun, like hard shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, ah, and it's almost like I say it in a manner of like, Hey, is, is that me reassuring myself of the decision I made that where I didn't involve you in the, in the decision. And it's also coming across like I'm now borderline belittling you. Cause now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not speaking to, you as a leader now that you've been in leadership with our teams for several years now, right? Like, it's like, man, that's such a dangerous thing because, yeah, what? Hmm. Oh, you man, I've been doing it like, oh, boy, you got to watch. You just have to watch that. So, again, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. being unapologetically yourself and being okay to be, you know, to feel or, or to think whatever you are, but, like, you don't have to believe everything you think. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you really have to, you have, really have to be careful. That's something I've had to be careful with you, like, because you relied on me. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I relied on you for a fuck ton. Still do. You relied on me for like the interactions with the team and the leadership. 100%. But that can go too far to where it now becomes toxic. As in like I'm now subconsciously the decision maker in leadership. And then if I make a mistake or don't involve you, it's because I'm this. And I've been doing it for this long at this level. Boy, that's toxic. Same thing if you start not involving me with stuff like, yeah, I'm not the tech side, but maybe I've got great questions that can lead mm-hmm. to great answers that then lets the tech side evolve. Yeah. yeah right. So we yeah. have to like be very careful of how we use each other as crutches. Yep. Right. Because there's even toxic sides. So again, it's like the unapologetic, uh, unapologetically yourself, but still like watching your shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, dude, what I think, and that's like very entrepreneurial is understanding that, man, as soon as personal opinion like in business or entrepreneurship as soon as you think you've got it like figured out it's really dangerous because then you start making decisions for the market you start thinking you know the you market start thinking you are the market better than the market yeah. yeah and as entrepreneurs we have to look at 
actions and outcomes. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, there's no right or wrong. It's okay. We're using our best guess. Here's the actions we're going to take. What was the outcome? And that's one thing that I think you're really good at is just constantly looking at the actions and the outcomes versus, Hey, this is just the right way to do it. That's the back end. Yeah. And I, I credit like my, my leadership in the Marine Corps for this, but just, you know, there's a, there's a, common saying especially across like the infantry i'm sure it's in, it's military wide but improvise adapt and overcome right yeah, yeah. Here, there's a different way of saying that process information make decisions right like your ability to like watch listen taste whatever right but like process what's in front of you process what you're observing make a decision mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. track that decision because mm-hmm. the processing doesn't really stop like i I'm processing information. I make a decision. We're doing this. But while we're doing this, I'm processing that and making a decision to stay the course or to change course. Mm-hmm. It's a constant. Yeah. It's and then, constant. and like you said, tracking and then making whatever adjustments you need to make Yeah, and continue to make those adjustments too, because something that did work in the past isn't always going to work. Going back to YouTube, it's yeah. like, man, a certain style of thumbnails might be working for a year and then people and dude, just start looking at something else. True. And then there's some thumbnails that work really well that just aren't us. And we're not doing them. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's that too, right? Like there's just the whole be you, being used yep. enough, man. Like, yep. Yep. hey, could you get a couple more views with this dumbass dipshit thumbnail? Maybe, but that's not me. And <laughs> no, the problem yeah. is if I act like that on a thumbnail and then you go watch my video, they don't go together. Yeah. Yep. There, there's yep. not yep. there's not consistency within the brand. So, hey, man, we're just going to make great titles and great content where people are going to find us no matter what. I'm mm-hmm. not going to rely on some bullshit, mm-hmm. goofy thumbnail. Like, yeah, those work, but like, I'm a professional. I'm here to help you with your deal. I'm not here to, I'm not a comedic. And if something's just not you, it's not you. And if it's just not you, man, it's it's just not you. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. But like, mm-hmm. I've been pondering the whole, like, you is enough thing. I yeah. wonder why I'm not enough. Yeah. What do you mean? I just wonder why I'm not. What I do don't, mean? I don't think I am. I, I oh, honestly, really? I no. honestly don't think I am enough. Yeah. You think that's human nature I to feel know, that man. way? I think Maybe. it is. Yeah. I think it's human nature to feel because it's like. I think there's a healthy dose in there because you start thinking like you are enough and then like a lot of people compliment you or praise you or see or give you some recognition for all of the accomplishes, all, all the accomplishments that you have. And like you start resting back on your heels or drinking your own Kool-Aid like that's a dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. So something internal with me just doesn't think that I'm enough. Mm hmm. You know, I think there's a health, I think that leads to a lot of my ambition. Mm-hmm. I also think it leads to a lot of productivity, but then it's like, where's the line where it becomes toxic? Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I'm in a place where like, it's toxic. I also don't think toxic people call themselves toxic. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave it up to you whether you think I know, right? my dose is toxic yeah. or not. But no, man, I don't, I don't think me just being like, I, and I'm not really sure how to like articulate mm-hmm. it the whole way, but like, yeah, man, I'm just. I, I don't think I'm enough. I think there's, and I, but I also think that the reverse, just as much as like that thought can lead to ambition. I think my ambition kind of leads to me thinking like I'm not enough because I feel like I still got so much more to give. I've got so much more gas in the tank. So I yeah. think they're kind of synonymous. Is that yeah. the word? Well, it, yeah, I it think is. They, I think it's like the yin and the yang of that is like the, they're not feeling like I'm enough does drive and create a mm-hmm. lot of ambition for me and a lot of productivity. But then the ambition I think I organically have kind of feeds the yeah it's, a par- it's a, like a paradox and I, I and i think th- i think a good way here's like a healthy way to look at it it's like understanding that like hey i'm enough because i'm giving it all that i've got and yeah i'm giving it everything i've got which means it's got to be enough for, for for what i have 
However, the healthy side to what it is that you're talking about is, man, there's always fucking room to grow. And that's where the, hey, I'm never too smart to listen to anybody. I'm never the... I, I'm never the biggest fish in the fucking ocean. You know what I mean? Well, like, true. And that's where like you got to be careful, right? Because a lot of times our own security, our own insecurities, uh, comes out in the form of advice we give others. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if I'm always correcting people to be better, or if I'm holding my wife to a certain standard and like it's never good enough, there's so you know, I'm not saying that that's the case. She'll argue you that that's that is the case, <laughs> but that could be my own insecurity of me not being feeling like I'm enough. Yep. Not letting other people just being them mm-hmm. be enough. They got to, you got to be this and this. And, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you know, like, and then you could be doing that to your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting, right? Because, again, like your own insecurity or your own weight that you carry, you project in the form of advice. Mm-hmm. If you don't have integrity, you know, with yourself, you're not going to see that. But you have to have integrity to go, hey, why am I, why am I saying that? What am I, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, so like when when that friend tells you like, hey, hey, just being you, man. Hey, that you just being here is enough mm-hmm. because whatever you decide to contribute to this environment while you're here is enough. And it's like that is healthy to to recognize because then you allow other people to just be enough with yeah, who they to do are. The same. Hey, you know what I mean? Like with the understanding that we're not all that not that they're going to be a couch potato. Don't get me fucking wrong. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like with the understanding that. that we're all progressively trying to move forward. So yeah. taking taking it back to like the whole like entrepreneur thing and and looking at like a relationship, man, it's like it requires real fucking work. And that's mm-hmm. something I'm learning more and more as I'm getting into my 30s is that like hey, we're all as you- like as you're getting into your 30s, as I'm going through, my, as I'm almost you're, done you're with my 30s. <laughs> Don't leave <laughs> me hanging on, in so my I'm late coming I'm into my 40s. This uh, guy, 35. As I'm know. entering my 30s, yeah, that fucking... was weird. I don't know. See, what yeah. was that? I don't know. <laughs> what was that, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude. Older than I fucking think. So don't as I'm coming, as I'm coming into my 40s, uh, man, it just takes work and just a lot. But man, if if my wife was still stuck back where she was when we were. 21 mm-hmm. different story you know like it's it, that was enough then yeah isn't always going to be enough i yeah, think and who I you think were back the then key. isn't enough yeah. now you know mm-hmm. no it's a good point like and that's kind of like where i want to talk a, a little bit about today and we'll, we'll get into it on another podcast the whole like not losing who you are for who you are mm-hmm. concept there's a couple pieces i want to i want to elaborate on mm-hmm. and, and think on through through the podcast but yeah, taking care of the work and the work take care of you. Like, hey, that applies at home, right? Like being a husband, being a dad, and that stuff isn't talked about enough. And I don't think we talk about it enough. Not because people are obligating it to us, but it's because, like, I'm really proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there was anything like I'm proud of, it's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, like I try hard at that, but, like, yeah. I, I feel like I, I try hard to be dad, but I don't have to try to be dad. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like if there's ever an environment where like just being me in the environment is enough contribution for whatever decision I make or however I decide to act or react is enough. Like I feel like I pour into my kids and I feel like, man, for the most part, like, I'm spot on with how I handle them. Like, mm-hmm. and, like I can feel my son's intuition, man. Like mm-hmm. him and I have these conversations without a word yeah. being said, like, yeah. dude, I, I know you and I really feel good in that environment i do feel that the work taking care of the work in my professional world and how much information we process and make decisions on it does enhance home life as far as like Mm -hmm. 
how your brain patterns work and just processing mm. the information in front of you with your family and, mm-hmm. and your kids. Like you're just sharp and you're, you're ready for it and you're able to process and make decisions. And then also making sure some of those decisions are like to just kick back and not overly think about everything and just let it, let some laughs mm-hmm. roll through and take them to get some ice cream and have some fun. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know, but I really like that environment. I really feel like, well, and that's such I'm happiest there. Dude, that's such a good lesson from kids too. Like is, Man, kids just have unconditional love for their parents, bro. You know, mm-hmm. especially like when they're young and just in this phase of life where it's like you could be the, a shit fucking parent, but that kid wants nothing more than to be with their dad, mm-hmm. you know, or to be with their mom. And and, and that's a hard topic, right? Because a lot of people have split families. Yeah. And co-custody and you don't necessarily have certain opportunities. And so, hey, no disrespect to anybody there. Like, I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't relate to it. I guess the parents I can relate to are the parents that have both people in their house, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. have an opportunity right in front of them. And if they're not taking, if they're not recognizing that they're fucking up, yeah, you know, and then, Hey, if you got dual custody and things like that, you just got to really make sure the impact and the time spent and the opportunity you have with that. It's intentional. It's intentional. And kids are smart, bro. As they get older, like I, I already hear it. I already hear in the back of my mind about people and, and well, my fucking wife, or my husband, or you know, or my ex. Is like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I know. I understand. But as kids get older, your involvement, your intentions, who you are as a person, will bleed through. No matter how bad someone wants to bad talk you, if those if those things are false and they're not you, or they were you, but this is you now. Like there'll be so, there'll be phases and there'll be growth. Mm-hmm. And as they get older, there'll be relationships. Mm-hmm. That are, you yeah, know, you've just got to be. Do that. that yeah, take care of the work. That unconditional love side from kids, though, man. I think that's yeah. really important because they don't put conditions on it. That's why, like, literally, when you say unconditional love, I think people don't break that down enough to realize, like, it is love without condition. And I think for mm-hmm. us having that for ourselves is so fucking critical, dude, where it's like, hey, we're the only person we got. There's no one else in that body yeah. with you but you. You yeah. know, having love without condition, I think, is one of the most fucking important things because once you have that, mm-hmm. It allows you, like, if you don't have that, that's the baseline for being able to give that to somebody else. I also, man, that's a great point. I also think that that's what helped me, you know, with the person that I'm speaking of. I've mentioned him a lot on mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But when he's like, yeah, man, just you, just you, whatever you show up, whatever your your value add, you decide, like, hey, it's just enough. You being you and whatever that looks like is enough. And I think my, the whole unconditional love and being a dad helps that, right? Because, mm-hmm. like... There is no expectation behind it. Like I show, mm-hmm. I, I I show up at home. Cash is just happy, dude. Mm-hmm. He's just happy. Mm-hmm. He's happy if we go grab a chocolate shake. He's happy <laughs> if we're just playing with some toys. Yeah. He's happy if we're reading a book. Like, and I'll kind of gravitate to what mood he's in at that point. If he's playing with his trucks, I'm not going to force him to go do something else. And if he has an idea and wants to get in the race car, we'll get in the race car. And but yeah, there's just not too. You know, I think that's where like a lot of poise and a lot of thoughts have been processed for me mm-hmm. is like Cash's younger years and again it's like yeah man like just me just being me dude like mm-hmm. dude we, we're crushing business and all that fancy shit like he doesn't give a shit bro mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. he just wants his dad and yep. man I, there's just a, le- a level to uh, or a layer to fatherhood that can be such an opportunity and, and again this is no disrespect to anybody I don't, I don't know your circumstances and so I hope you guys know that my intent of speaking through my lens of fatherhood I understand it's it's native to me mm-hmm. and yours could be different. So I, I understand I'm sympathetic to understanding 
it's not always the same for everybody. And but it, it has helped me with poise mm-hmm. and just process, just thoughts processed and just patient. And I don't want to lose that, right? Because like yeah. no matter how successful we are within business, like going home and just being dad keeps you humble. And it does, and it also helps with the whole self respect thing of like, yeah, man, all that shit could go away tomorrow. You're still dad here. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know how to articulate that, but there's something cool about that. But that also makes sure, like, that the fact that I have that also keeps me diligent with not losing it all tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm still, like, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not betting house money on our business. Like, the way mm-hmm. we run things, like, we're not betting, we're not betting the house. Mm-hmm. I don't mean betting the house is like all, like, we're not. We we're not doing things so risky where we just we lose the livelihood of our company. Yeah, we're almost forty as we talked about. We well, <laughs> if we we're nineteen. Jesus, it might be you don't different. gotta go that far. It doesn't have to be to all or nothing. <laughs> just because I said you're not walking into your thirties doesn't mean we're walking. Out. We got I time. Think we are, bro. No, it's half time. We are there. Thirty five. You're halfway there. We'll correct. That. Okay, so you're at half time <laughs> yeah. for your thirties. Okay? Technically, I'm like ninety five percent of the way there. I but. just no, you're not. Thirty five out of four. Do the math from twenty to forty. You got you got ten years. I'm looking from like zero to forty. But no, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at between 30, you're to 30 to 40. Like there we go. It's 10 years. Halfway. Yeah. You're five. You're there at a halftime. I just started go. the third quarter. Yeah. I'm saying this for me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop. Cause I'm closer to 40 than you are. So if I got to reverse engineer <laughs> you, bro, fu- why do you think I'm saying it? Walk You'll backwards. be 40 before be like, Damn it. Oh, but no, shit. man, like it's again, it's like that whole, um, that word, I, that word that you use, like, um, yeah, the paradox. Yeah. The paradox yeah. thing. And, but it is, man, it's fun. But like, dude, I just, and we'll do more podcasts because I think there's some good thought here. And I don't want to like leave people hanging, but like my biggest thing is like, dude, I love fatherhood. I love that level of leadership as well. Mm-hmm. You know, with my kiddos and, and watching them grow and being able to influence them and having the integrity that I'm influencing them the best that I can with what I feel is important to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, it just, it, it, and it just matters. Like they're my, they're my humans, man. They're my people, man. It's yeah, my dude. family. And yeah. I, I share it a ton on social media. I don't share it a ton on this podcast. And I think we've been so geared for entrepreneurship on this podcast, which is super important. But it'd be like if we had a podcast on fitness and all we talked about were different muscles to train, we never talked about the rest, recovery, and diet. Right, great Problem. Point. So, like, when we're talking about entrepreneurship, we're talking about, like, being innovative and, and taking care of the client, being professionals and some different things that we've done. And okay, cool. It's how you get your title. Cool. The other important part to entrepreneurship is like taking care of your life. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're married, right. Like, like, Hey, what is your, that's your rest recovery and diet for the fitness podcast. Right. Outside of the training. It's like, what does your home life look like? Right. What is your partner? How much you involve your, your partner? Like do you, you know, I, I spoke about this with a friend not too long ago. Like you can't be telling your wife that you're busy. It's okay that you're busy and they know you're busy, but you involve them in your goals with like what you're trying to accomplish and what it's going to take to accomplish that. So when they want you to come home early and you can't quite come home early, if they understand and they're a part of this team and they feel like they're valued with the contribution that they give, they're not asking you to come home early because that's asking you to, to falter from your, from the process it's going to take to get to your goals. Yeah. But if they don't family goals, yeah, but if they're not engaged, with what your goals are and what it's going to take to get there, they're just thinking you're always busy mm-hmm. and there's no value behind it. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what's the problem? I'm just asking you to come home early one time. What's the problem? That's the problem, right? And the flip side of that coin, sometimes you can come home early, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can put the phone down, motherfucker. Yep, yep. Okay. 
And man, when you have an opportunity to do that, you got to pay that forward. So when you can't, you're a team. And then that just goes into the whole, well, yeah, but what if she says this? Or what if he says this? Look, I'm not going to get into your toxic relationship and whether you should be with someone or not. I'm just giving you a tidbit here of like, that's how you should involve your partner. Yeah. You should also involve your kids. I've got a daughter. She's 11. She knows what we do. And I talk about those things and I correlate it to her track. I correlate it to what she's doing in life and, and trying to help her key in on her own ambition versus just doing things just because I do things or my friends think mm-hmm. it's cool, right? Don't get me fucking started on friends in junior high. <laughs> oh, man, like, that's a whole nother. We could have a whole nother <laughs> podcast on just being dads of middle school girls, right? Oh, geez. Anyone up for that? Hit yeah, me up. I know. Let's do oh, it. We need a guest for that one. You know, like the Unsolved Mysteries guy, I need mm-hmm. his voice for it, like... <laughs> On this episode, yeah, yeah, dads of daughters in general, terrible, dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, right, fucking hell, bro, way scarier than fucking unsolved <laughs> mysteries, but you know, like I, I just think that stuff's important. I dig it. Mm-hmm. It's my outside of like you and I. This is my like what you and I are doing is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just I don't wake up and say ten nice things to myself in the mirror. Mm-mm. I just get after it. You know, like I, I'm making sure I'm taking my mind and my body, taking care of it and, and doing some things. So out, but outside of like this stuff, right? Like in that family lane, like, man, I just, I love it. But I do think if you and I speak about fatherhood more, marriage more, some of our fuck ups more, what, you know, or some things that we're doing well more, just as much as we talk about the actual craft. Yeah. I think a lot of people could benefit from like, yeah, dude, it does take a strong family and a great partner. And a lot of your your effort does have to pour back into your family in order to make it all work, man. Like being being a proud dad like makes me go to work in a certain manner. It also lets me come home in a certain manner. And mm-hmm. but then the home life that I have and like the credit to, you know, my wife for what she does in addition to her own profession and being in school right now for mm-hmm. math. I don't even know how you swallow that. I almost saw you gag right Dude. there. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's also stud mom you know so like man there's just so much to there but yeah. i just think there's a lot there we should maybe pour into there is man and, and i'm real big on just the enjoying what you're doing aspect like that's why like for me mm-hmm. um i was toxic about it for a while i found a good blend as of late i feel working with you uh, as far as just being lighthearted, man and it was like for me prime example if i'm gonna do something for a long duration of time mm-hmm. like and i understand fitness was a prime example of this like I didn't go to the gym with the intention of getting jacked and getting abs. It was like, yeah, of course I want to get in better shape, but man, I, I loved taking pre-workout. Hell I yeah. loved the music on the ride, the car. I loved driving to the gym. I love it so much. I don't want to get out of my car sometimes. I'm like, Dude, no, yeah. this is it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. And oh, you, heavy shit? Nah. You, you fall in love with this those things. This is a ton of caffeine and rock and roll in the morning. It's great in the yeah. car. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. But you fall in love with those things. Yeah. And then fast forward 15 years and I'm like, oh, fuck. Hey, I got in shape. And it's yeah. like with our business, man, that's why I love working with you. It's like we have fun for the most part. We stay lighthearted yeah. throughout the day. And it's like it's just a fun it, just every day's fun. Yeah. You're going to blink. We're going to look back. Hot oh, fuck. We've been in business 40 years, What's man. What's that word you used a, what we a built. couple minutes ago? Uh, paradox. Yeah. It's like that whole like, man, be super intentional and professional with like what you're doing. Yet don't take yourself too serious. Well, and that's the kid part. That's what, that's mm-hmm. why I love the, you know, kids because it's like, man, like what's more important than raising a child? And you, you know? can't always take that too what's, serious. What's more important than raising they won't let you. It's a fucking kid. That's the whole beautiful well, blessing. Well, when about they get eleven, kids. when they get to be eleven, that's a little different. Like, let me just yeah, share. Right, right, you know right. what? We're all family. Yeah, great here. point. I'm not there yet, so I can't speak to it. The the people that listen to us, I consider you family. We don't get any hate mail. We get a lot of support, so I'm going to consider you family. I'll share a story with you. Maybe 
my daughter was uh I we got a call from the dean the other day, mm-hmm. right? And um instead of being in the cafeteria, they were in the library, a couple of girls, and they were um they were on some girl's cell phone and they were prank calling people. Mm-hmm. Right? This is where like the whole not taking life too seriously. Like, okay, yeah. like ah, prank calling you fucking Bart Simpson, what's the matter with you? What the mm-hmm. fuck you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, cool. So like I'm not I'm not gonna overly like incriminate that like it's the worst thing i've ever heard you know like way bigger than than like if you're cheating on a test or lying just weird shit really bothers me but we had a well she came home and she worked out with dad first and foremost right after track practice she had a a rowing practice with dad it was awesome it was rowing and burpees it was awesome super productive because she also got to see how much more she had in the tank Mm because she thought she was gassed after track practice she's got to do she had to do a 12 minute row certain amount of burpees like a trillion and then back to a 12 minute row and because i know her row times she can't sandbag on me so her first row had to be a certain amount of meters in a certain amount of time good then we did a ton of burpees then she went back to the rower and she had to get the same amount of meters in the same amount of time this is all after track practice when she did it so there's a lesson there as far as like you got way more in the tank than you think right but the lesson that we spoke about was not the fucking prank calling like, yeah, you're, you're being a boner. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you know what's wrong and you're following. That was our conversation because mm-hmm. that happened in elementary school a little bit. And I said, hey, look, dude, good kids get in trouble. Good kids get hurt. And like when I was a cop, we, and I'm sure you, you were in high school to know Third Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many times kids would go to Third Bridge, they ditch school? And you got one or two kids that are the boners mm-hmm. that also happen to own a car. And you got a couple got good kids that know that they shouldn't be doing it and then get in the car. And then that kid that wants to go to Third Bridge also wants to go 100 miles an hour down gun club. Right. And then kids die in a car. Mm-hmm. It's that. You know, so, like, it's that lesson that I'm trying to express to my daughters. Like, hey, man, like, the crime, like, I'm not going to. You're 11. You're smart enough to know whether something's, like, a huge deal or not. So I'm not going to pretend like it is and you just gaff me off. But your behavior of following is a concern because you know it's wrong, yet these kids want to do it, so you're participating and it's like, hey, man, that's what we're fucking talking about. That's that's my thing right there, mm-hmm. and that is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. We had that conversation, you know, so, like, and maybe sharing some of the stuff on, on podcasts, like, helps, but, like, yeah, like, that's the that's the things, like, with fatherhood that you, that you go through because, like, yeah, man, like, when you talk about the little ones, oh, they don't let you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, as they get older, like, they're little thinkers, and you can't bullshit yeah, them. Yeah. You can't bullshit them. Well, but if you're not leading from example, if you're not, can, and it's not, it's not just because like, well, what do they see? You're at work or you're doing, they don't see what you're doing. Yeah. But if you're leading by example, even when your kids don't see you, that's when you're, you're your best and your sharpest. So you'll be able to see, right. And run a diagnostic on these trouble points and you'll be able to understand problems within a scenario and you'll be able to, you'll be able to address things appropriately mm-hmm. because you're living as sharply as you can. Mm-hmm. And you're leading by example, even when they're not. Dude, leading. and that's and that's like the beautiful like balance that there is to everything because kids have a tendency to be right too lighthearted, lighthearted about everything. Everything's okay. That yeah. was Eli a few years ago, or just want to be cool. You know, that was in. yeah, and just not take not understanding that hey, decisions do oh, have, big time. have weight, right? Big and they time. do have outcomes. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 cool because it's like as parents, it's like man, when you see that happening, those little course corrections are important. Yep. And then the flip side, when we're adults and Man, we tend to think that everything means everything. Oh, oh fuck, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just we're taking things way too seriously. Man, coming home to a three-year-old little boy or a three-year-old little yeah. girl, it puts That's things cool. in perspective 
the opposite way of like, well, and as yeah, hey, <clears throat> everything's all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And as they get older, man, like you know, like when I talk to Chloe, it's like, hey, you're enough. I get a, mm-hmm. I get a, I get a push. I get to preach that lesson that I'm, I've got a better handle on it. To her, like, hey, why do you know that's wrong, but you still want to do it? Because you want to, because you want to fit in. You're yeah, gonna be cool, but like, hey, but, but why do you want to fit in? What makes you feel that if you made if you made the right decision, and said, hey, hey, you guys do that. That ain't for me. I'm, you know, what makes you feel if you made the right decision, you wouldn't fit in because people would follow people would follow your example. Mm-hmm. Why aren't Why aren't you? You know, and, but it it's something that I I explore with myself. Hey, why aren't you enough? You know, yeah. it's like not. Hey, you are enough. And now that I've got a more understanding of really just thinking about it for like the past year and a half, it's like I now get a I get to pour that lesson into my daughter at eleven. Versus like when I was 34. Mm-hmm. Or that. never get it figured out like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and here's the hard part, man. Like when I, when you do more, you're so overly ambitious for things. Like people really appreciate that. So sometimes, man, like something that gives you a great outcome or whatever, like how do you tell that person it's a problem? Mm-hmm. You kind of <laughs> just have to answer it for yourself. But seeds that get planted by people you're around help a ton, which is why your circle, you know, is so important. But again, like. Long story long here, I, I want to dive more into fatherhood and family and, like, just kind of like what you and I are doing as our mm-hmm. kids grow. We had fun time on Facebook with it, man. When we do it every Friday, I want to get back to kind of doing that on, yep. every Friday or yep. at least a couple Fridays on, on Facebook again. But it's also fun to share here, you know. And, man, I'm so, again, driven to, like, give people the valuable content for how we work, entrepreneurship, and what we're doing and bringing guests on that are huge value. But, like, Dude, there is a huge value as far as like ownership of being a parent mm-hmm. and how, and how that affects everything in your life, you Dude, know, and not even your life. Like these are, these are people that are going to be running our fucking country in the future. Yeah. But it also helps you. Like it, it also oh, pours it into you like, man, Absolutely. I'm a better business guy because, because yeah. of being a dad uh-huh. and I'm a better dad because of how I, how I conduct myself in business, man. There's just a lot there. I, I think we could pull some some uh-huh. topics aside I mean, it, it starts with paying attention like you mentioned mm-hmm. like not just being home you know but man paying attention while you're home and being deliberate with yeah and sometimes i'm on my phone yeah, of course sometimes i'm on the computer yeah. like there's that balance right mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be all or nothing if i gotta take a call when i'm at home look my wife is trusting that it must be important mm-hmm. and because she trusts in me if it's not important i won't fucking answer it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's what you need right like there's not this work-life balance it's like integration i feel like mm-hmm. it's woven together because it's you you're both and you're doing both. And if you're an entrepreneur or you're, you know, you're building your shit, like, dude, it can't be this all or nothing. Like at six o'clock, my phone shuts off mm-hmm. and I don't, and, and then I, I turn it back on the next morning at 8 a.m. Like, dude, you're going to lose. Like, you're going to lose. And hey, what a weird thing to think that like somebody that needs your assistance that, and it is a super important situation going on that you couldn't answer your phone and take 30 minutes to handle that, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in our business. Mm-hmm. And cool, you don't have to. I'm not working with you. Because yep. if I'm calling during those times, it's important. Yeah, yeah. And there's something that we need from your, like, just use a lender, yeah. for example, right? Like, we need that. And if that's not available because you've got certain, go- cool, I'm not going to say that you have to live your life a certain way, but I'm not working with you. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that lenders do that are super important that have to come from that person. And sometimes it's later at night, man. Sometimes that's how you win homes. And we're either going to be competitive or not. But again, like, my family supports it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, my integrity back to them is if it's not important, I don't answer it. Right, and right, right. If, or if I have to work at home, here's the other one. If you have to work at home and they understand that you have to work at home at night, cool. Just make sure you didn't fuck off your entire day 
right? Like you just didn't do shit for like four hours out of your work day and yeah. then that forced you to work late at home. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. no, that is not your integrity back to your family. It's like you did everything you could during your day, but something you got caught up doing something else or a couple unexpected things happened and you had to go address them so you didn't have time to do this, so you're taking care of it at home. Cool. Just make sure that that's what it is and you're not just, you're not on Facebook all day at that's work. Great point. Yeah. And then you're just at home working late, right? Like, <laughs> yes. oh, I'm working late at home. Like, okay, right? Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Great long point. story long, right? Great but point. No, I think there's some good stuff there, and I do want to dive into yeah into some of those things. But, but things require work, man. You know, yeah. I, I think to kind of summarize, it's like whatever whatever you're going down, it's like you can't mindlessly do it, you know. And it's like between your family, your spirituality, your health, your wealth, mm-hmm. your your career, like it all needs intentional focus. It yeah. needs intentional forgiveness all the way around. Yeah. But then it it needs this just extreme desire to always keep learning and always keep being better yeah in your own former fashion at yeah. your own level of ambition and, and and what makes you happy and don't put the brand or the look or appearance in front of the work because and i talked about this on instagram the other day like eventually that this shit's gonna pan out mm-hmm. okay like this shit's gonna play out like you want to call yourself an entrepreneur you want to say oh you're getting intel you know I mean? dude you know what i'm talking about there's been people that are talking about having a show for how long oh yeah i got a show oh i'm having a, like this shit this shit that's not even necessary to say the problem is eventually time plays out like yeah and everyone sees you years later not doing anything of what you said was going to happen yeah. stop putting the facade mm-hmm. or the quote unquote brand in front of like the work mm-hmm. take care of the work the work will take care of you mm-hmm. happy I like tuesday it. i like it happy tuesday guys appreciate tuesday. you guys listening taco tuesday got some tacos are we getting some are we getting some tacos i fucking hope so bro <laughs> <laughs> i know we appreciate you guys listening uh day one dollar zero we're we'll, out of here we'll man. see you guys next week Later all right out.